recently on Randomosity. Why are there so many films about Batman? We get his parents died. Someday we'll find it. The Gotham Connection. The Joker, the Riddler, and Wayne. This bit is really sloppy. Raj, is that the first time you've sworn on a, on a recording? Oh, maybe. I got a feeling you got a Casey Kasem bit out there. Why should you never brush your teeth with your left hand? Oh, I'm going to really... I'm not going to hate myself in this. I'm probably going to hate you. But what, what's the answer? Because the toothbrush works better. I just can't see Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones. I mean, no. he already kind of did that with Quigley Down Under, didn't he? Was Higgins going to be short round? Hey, do you see that cow barking over there, or is it just me? I already know where you're going. Not making a poop cake. F around and find out, honey. Okay. Fuglehorn. We sometimes have our creative moments. There's not many of them, no, not but many. they happen. Not many. And when they happen, we make sure they're recorded for posterity. Now, on with the show. This is Randomosity with Sean and Mark, the show dedicated to absolute nutter nonsense. So sit back, relax, and enjoy two idiots looking at the humor of life, unrealistic situations, and giving random topics more thought than they deserve. And now, here are your hosts, Sean and Mark. Thank you, Roger. Welcome into Randomosity with Sean and Mark. That's right, we are back. And we have a bodacious, gnarly, tubular, radical show for you today. Isn't it bad when an old man tries to hold on to his youth? John, eat my shorts. You know, I, roll, I wore my tight rolled jeans in today for this episode. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, do we have a great program for you? Of course, if you can't tell by now, we're going to be talking about trends of the 80s. Uh, we're also going to take a visit to Mount Forehead and talk about... Um, I put uh, some classic rock groups up on the mountain for, uh, you know, for posterity or whatever. Yeah, it's just or to <laughs> until, look at, just to look yeah, at. And, 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 until we tear them down and put somebody else up there. Yeah. I don't know, man. Man, those subcontractors are expensive. They are. They Thank are. Thank God I got Dave's credit card. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> nothing, nothing, Dave. <laughs> that's, that's funny, Sean. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I, was, I was totally joking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm grabbing my wallet. You can grab your wallet, but I'm ordering pizza right now. <laughs> uh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Make sure you call Domino's 1984 and get us a pizza. Uh, make sure that keep, keep the noise away, though. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Sean, I don't know if you saw this in the news. This was kind of interesting. Uh, down in Australia, you know, they're known for many animals down there. And everything will kill you, yeah, all the animals. Yeah, down. kangaroos, emu, emus, uh, koalas, most dangerous creatures, like you said, like giant venomous spiders and the mm -hmm. great white shark. Yes. Uh, those aren't the only critters. In the continent, though. And oh, I'm sure they're not. Yeah, and a truly strange one was found on a sidewalk recently after it rained. One that is so bizarre, some people think it might be an alien. Aliens! Mm -hmm. 
Um, it was discovered by a man named Harry Hayes. Harry Hayes. That sounds like a was was an he actor in a haze? Something, didn't he? Yeah. Was he Who, in a haze when he found it? Well, he was jogging uh, in the suburbs of uh, in one of the suburbs of uh, Sydney. Uh, he was out for a run after days of rainfall that caused flooding in the area. As he made his way down the sidewalk, he encountered a small, armless, off-white object with a huge head. And a so far, that sounds like me. And a trunk, I got arms. Yeah, and a trunk-like appendage on the pavement. He was unsure what it was. He examined it. He filmed it. He even poked it with a stick. Well, now, we see, poked this thing with a stick, Raleigh. Yeah. Why I'm Cockney British, I don't know. Sounds like the beginning of some, you know, 80s horror movie or something to me. I don't know. That's not a stick. <laughs> this is a stick. stick. <laughs> uh, after posting the footage on his Instagram, Harry got a lot of comments from people questioning what it was. Uh, some suspected it was an embryo or organ from some kind of animal. Others suggested it was silicone or glue that was squeezed out of a tube. One person said it was a rock. I got a rock. Yeah, and, and others were sure it was a tadpole. Uh, interestingly, uh, a biologist who saw the video shared it with dozens of, of his colleagues, and none of them was sure what it was. I just brought it up on my computer on the computer here. Yeah. Now, Holy cow! Yeah. Now she thought it was a, a, a possum embryo. Of course, it could also be something not from this world. Uh, Harry told YooHoo, "I'm uh, very much the investigator and don't have any concrete theories. I think having an open mind to the potential of extraterrestrials is most important." Hmm. Yeah, that thing's know. a face hugger, Mark. No, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know with COVID and World War Three, you know, and the floods, this this could be anything, really. Yeah, no, that that that's a total face hugger right there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have arms, but it, it, it yeah. Yeah, well, we'll we'll post a picture on 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 Facebook there, and uh, so you guys can take a look at it. It is man strange looking. Man, Australia, you scary. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it does. You know, it looks like it's a it, it looks alien like an embryo or something. I don't know. So it it kind of looks like a baby elephant without legs in the fetal position, and its oh, trunk yeah. is going all the way past its butt. I see that now. If you turn it this way, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it, seriously, it's a baby elephant in the fetal position with no legs. That's what that is. That's scary. I don't know. It, yeah, I I won't be sleeping tonight. Of course, it would be in Australia. Yeah. You know, sometimes you feel now that we've had the cell phones, we feel the vibration on our leg, even though the phone's not in there. Now I'm going to picture that instead of my phone in my pocket now. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. So I guess we should just go ahead and do a show, huh? What do you think? Well, now that we've been traumatized, sure. Yeah. Okay. Randomosity. And now, the Maroon of the Week. You know, we always, this is the the strange part of the program where we always just, 
I don't, I'm still freaked out, Sean. No, <laughs> I didn't know how to know, get out out of the last segment because you know, it, we were just staring at this thing, this the this baby elephant thing. Yeah, it was, and we just didn't know how to get. Out. We're just like, uh, okay, next segment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave was like, wait a minute, I I just brought that up. Uh, holy crap! <laughs> what? What do you guys? What? I haven't seen this yet. Let me. What, what do I need to look up? Australian jog running, something like that. Yeah. All right, Australian jog <laughs> rain. Yeah, this makes good a good bit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> Dave, did you just pee a little? Just, just, just a little, just a bit. My God! Man. Okay. Sorry for everybody's ears out there. Um, Dave, remember to take the volume down when you edit this episode. I'll, I'll make sure. To, I'll make sure to post it <laughs> so everybody can have that experience. No. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, okay, let's let's move on. We've talked about a lot of uh, uh, weird stories in the past here. Uh, mm -hmm. People that aren't the brightest. You know, uh, they aren't the sharpest pencil in the box there. Uh, so this guy, he escaped from jail and was living on the lam mm -hmm, mm -hmm. until until duty called. He had to poop? No. Uh, Clint Butler, a 36-year-old British man. Right, right. Yeah, right. Uh, had uh, eluded police for months after escaping from jail back in November, but uh, the jig was up after he ventured out of hiding to buy a copy of Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War. Right, uh, I'm, I'm stuck in my apartment. I need a video game to pass the time. That's right. So I don't have to go back to the Ooze Gal. Do they call it the Who's Gal over in England? I, I don't know what they call it over there. Tower of London? Oh, no, that was... <laughs> Uh, see the fugitive who served 14 years of a 17 year sentence for robbery and weapons possession was caught, um, in Birmingham after, uh, officers observed him and a friend suspicious, suspiciously changed directions after spotting police, according to the press release. <laughs> hey, crop, there's a Bobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go this way. Right, right, uh, just, just, lean, just lean left. When an officer asked Butler and his companion why they were in town during the pandemic lockdown. So this, this story took place a little while ago. Right. Okay. Uh, his friend replied, uh, I've come to get the new Call of Duty because I can't sit around in lockdown. Well, now you're going to really sit around in lockdown. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um uh, the fugitive admitted he was carrying marijuana. <laughs> oh, God. So he hit like a, du a daily double there. Yeah. Um, and, a, and and he allegedly gave police a fake name. Well, I bet he did. Yeah. <laughs> right, what's your name? Uh, Winston uh, Churchill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Uh, Tony Blair. My yeah. name's Tony Blair. <laughs> Uh, when the um, you may have heard of me. I'm, my name is Charles. Charles, yeah, yeah. Prince, no, Prince Charles. <laughs> yeah, right, mate. Yeah, your ears ain't near big enough. 
It's Australian cop there. Yeah, Australian. <laughs> Uh, when the officers said they were uh, running the dimwitted duo's information, Butler confused the violent video game for the for real life and attacked the police, Ugh. throwing kicks and punches. Um, he's back in jail now, right? Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. now behind bars and set to do an extra two years for breaking out of jail and attacking the officers. So it was. He served 14 years, escaped. He had 17 to go, and now they're tacking on a couple extra years. So he's basically got he's got two bits to 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 do there. Yeah. Oh um, my god. So I, I guess I guess I got some advice for this guy. Okay. Um, if you're gonna break out of jail, first of all, don't break out of jail. It never works <clears throat> out. Um, you know, just do the time for the crime. But if you're gonna break out of jail, and you successfully remain out, don't go out in public. And try and buy Call of Duty. And if you do go out in public and buy a video game and you see police coming your way, don't just suspiciously turn around and go the other way. Yeah. Chances are they don't know you. They're not looking for you specifically. And I hope by now you've grown some facial hair, changed your or, or shaved facial hair, whichever way you need to go on that. Little I'm hoping you've surgery. changed your appearance. If you haven't changed your appearance by now, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. You know, if you've escaped from prison, first thing you should do is either shave or start growing a beard. I don't know whichever way you need to go. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. And then uh, if the police do come up to you, don't fight them. It's not going to end well for you. It is not. I don't think the police in Britain have guns, so you're not going to get shot. But they probably have tasers and they have sticks. And they will <laughs> use them. And you will go back to jail and you will serve 20 years. That's right. That is right. <laughs> so, Clint Butler... You are our Maroon of the Week. What a Maroon. Randomosity. How about some good news? Okay, Mark, you know how those those things that are out in the world that you see all the time, you never really knew what they were named? Um, or sure. Called or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got a list here of things. Let's, let's see how much of this you know. Okay. So what what do you call the smaller rectangular pieces which make up the standard Hershey bar? The smaller, mm-hmm. the smaller rectangular pieces which make up a standard Hershey bar. Uh, fun size. I... <laughs> it's what they should call it, but no, no. Uh, they're called pips. Pips. P P I P S. Is the whole thing Gladys Knight? <laughs> you got Gladys Knight and the pips. Yes. They should be, but no. Okay. Um, so there's four ghosts in the Pac-Man game. You've got Inky, Blinky, Pinky. What's the fourth one's name? Dot. No. Oh. It's Clyde. <laughs> you, you, you were thinking oh, wait a of minute. the Animaniacs. Yeah. <laughs> there's Maloney in our slacks. We have pay-for-play contracts. Mm-hmm. That's strangely our Clyde. agreement here. Yeah. Strangely, that baloney in our pants and paper play contracts, that's our agreement here. At least that's the deal I signed. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, the tips at the <clears> end of shoelaces, what are they called? The tips at the end, of the, you mean the hard part that mm-hmm. goes through? Goes through uh, the eye holes, yep. Yeah. The, oh, man, I, I don't have a clue on that. Uh, aglets. <clears throat> aglets. Mm-hmm. How'd they come up with that? Aglet. I don't I okay. do not know. All right. Uh, the indentation on the bottle, uh, on the bottom of a bottle of wine. It's got three names. I will uh, accept any of the three. Uh, sadness. 
No, no, no. That's the inside oh. of the bottle of wine after you finished it. That's what I mean. No, this is the indentation on the <laughs> on the bottom. So on the outside, on the right, because I can see it then. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Okay. Um, the indentation. Um, I'll give you a hint. Think football for one of them for one of the names. Think football. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Uh, fumble, touchdown. Punt? There's more to... <laughs> yes, 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 punt. It's a punt. A punt, a kick up, or a dimple? A dimple. A dimple. Okay. What do you what do you call those cardboard sleeves they put over your coffee at Starbucks or other coffee places? Um useless? No, I I don't um <laughs> It's funny you call it's funny you had animaniacs up there because you know B- Pinky in the Brain. Very similar sounding thing to what uh, Pinky always says. Zarf! Okay. It's a zarf. It's a it's zarf. A zarf? Z A R F. Who's naming these things? I don't know. Huh. I don't know. Um, so then you've got the prongs on a fork. You know what those are called? Tongs? Mm, you're close, but it's the prongs. The prongs, pr- prongs, yeah. No, no, no. They're called tines. But the tines, that's right. I knew that. Mm. Ah, well. So um, you know you got the uh the the hammer that's got the rounded end and the 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 clobbering end. <laughs> the clobbering end. Are you talking about like a ball peen hammer? Yes, yes. What do you call the non-striking side of that? Uh, the ball. <laughs> the peen. <laughs> it's the peen. It's the peen. <laughs> I just wanted to say that on the air. Of, of course it is. <laughs> Dave, it's it's a legitimate thing. You can look it up. So the front one is the ball, even though the peen looks like a ball. Yeah, it's a ball peen. Yeah. Oh, I see. And Dave, I know you had your finger on the button for that one. Get, this is gonna sound. This one's gonna sound like you need your finger over it again, but you don't. Uh, the dot used to make lowercase i's or j's. It, what is its name? The dot to make lowercase i or j's. Dot your a's and j's, i's and yeah, j's, i's and j's. Uh, <clears throat> man, this is gonna be something weird. I, I have no clue what that would be called. It's called a tittle. Uh, what, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I warned you, Dave. I warned you. Okay. Uh, the metal bracket that connects the pencil to the eraser. The metal part that connects the pencil to the eraser. Hmm. I have, man, I don't know. I'm uh, For rule. Of course it is. Yeah, I liked his uh, rap music back in the uh, 90s. For, for real. Um, <laughs> no, as a jaw rule. Actually, I think he was 2000s. But anyway, uh, word or phrase that reads the same forward and backwards. I think you probably do know this one. Um, that is called a, um, gosh, I know this. <laughs> Sounds like a Jedi word. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to be so mad at myself because I know this. Is it like a homophone or a no, uh, no, no, uh, no, no? Think Jedi's. I don't. I don't know, Sean. It's a palindrome. Palindrome. That's right. That's right. So like radar is the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. O'Reilly is the no. Wait, no, it's not. No. <laughs> so that's just a just some of those words mm-hmm. that are fun to yeah. think about. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Oh. How about some good news, sir? Oh, oh okay. 
<laughs> kind of forgot where we were. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Portland, Oregon, a man allegedly stole a car with a three-year-old child inside. Ugh. Thanks to the quick actions of the child's father and community members, the story does have a happy ending. Of course, this well, is good, good news, so yes. it would have to have a happy ending. Um, police officers were called after a suspect jumped into a woman's running car and drove away with her three-year-old son in the back. Um, the boy's father, who was also at home, got in his car and followed the suspect. Uh, he used his car to crash into the stolen vehicle. And the suspect got out and ran. Uh, thankfully, the father was able to get to his son, and uh, and and she and he had no injuries whatsoever. The father uh, shared with some witnesses what had happened, and they began searching for the guy that had stolen the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, T. P. Brown Jr. I guess that means they must have found him if you got his name. <laughs> nope. He he was on his way to work and spotted the oh, suspect okay. gotcha. around the block. Mm-hmm. And he said, I immediately floored it and pinned him against the fence. With his car? I guess so. <laughs> nice. I asked him not to move until police got there. Uh, at that point, he uh, tried to climb the fence. I got out of my car and grabbed him and detained him until the police got there. Before the police arrived, uh, an Amazon driver got out of his truck with a rope and they were able to tie the suspect to detain Get him. a rope. <laughs> now that's a prime delivery of the suspect. Yes. <laughs> oh, Did they then deliver him to the father's house so he could have five minutes alone with him? That's right. I think they should have put him in the Amazon truck <laughs> and delivered him over to the police. Here you go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do I need a sign? No, no, nope. Leave a good review. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, so the guy steals the car. This sounds like a movie. Yeah. It really does. Sounds like the beginning scene of like a hero that's been retired and somebody takes the car with his kid and you find out he's this badass, you know? Yeah. He's Liam Neeson. (laughs) I don't have many skills, but what I do have is a car. Yes. And I'm going to crash that into you. And I know, I know many people like Amazon people. And they, oh. have, and they have ropes. <laughs> I don't think eBay would have helped in that situation, huh? No. So the guy <laughs> pins this guy against the fence, just this bystander that knew, you know, this was going on, pins him against the fence with his I car. Guess, and the I guy. He's, he's lucky that's the right guy. Yeah. <laughs> he pinned against the wall and they tied Oops, up. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't even there. <laughs> I just wanted to go get some bread. Hmm. The best so, of bread. No, yeah, uh, the best of bread. So, so yeah, I mean, I, it's a great story, though. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not a great story. I mean, well, it's not a great story that the happened. car got stolen with the kid inside, but they got the kid back. Kid was unhurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, scumbag was arrested and detained right. by Amazon, which I think is yeah, hilarious. That's that's nice. I mean, you got this guy. You know, you got these people that came in and helped too. Community members that came in and helped. Did they send tracking information to the police too when they got when they while they were delivering him? They text yeah. the tracking information. Yeah, <laughs> your your suspect is now three stops away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they throw him on. They throw, they throw him into the front door. They take a picture to prove that he's delivered. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
much. Oh, so, oh my goodness. So, so that's our that's our good news for today. <laughs> yes, it is. Randomosity, and now it's time for Uncle Mark's joke bag. You know, Mark. Before we get to the joke, I just want you know, uh, my I, I applied for a loan recently, and it got approved. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's amazing. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. a nice story, Sean. Yeah. No, I got. There's more. I oh. closed this Friday on a tank of gas. Oh God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I've got a headache now. Oh. <laughs> now you know how I feel at the end of every joke bag. Oh, you're usually laughing and rolling on the floor and or throwing my headphones off and leaving in disgust. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Um what did the sink tell the toilet? What did the sink tell the toilet? You to get some dirty jokes. Um it's, it's a little bathroom the... humor here. Yeah. Something about flushing, uh you know, something's going down the drain. Uh, swirl. Uh, you know, I wish he would pee in you from now on. Oh, wait, that's... No. Um, oh, God, what is it? You looked flushed. <laughs> At home, they're the old guys yelling, Get off my lawn! But here, they discuss a multitude of absolute and utter nonsense. Randomosity with Sean and Mark. You know, those guys singing, it seems like they don't know what they're, what, what they're supposed to be singing. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about them. Yeah. Who was that? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I think we, I think we just brought somebody in. Yeah, yeah. They just auditioned someone, and yeah, they did it. Yeah. <laughs> All oh. right. So, Mount Forehead Classic Rock. Yeah. Those about to rock. Bands, bands, not bands, right? Not just individual singers. So you you won't hear just like Peter Frampton or like uh, uh, you know David Bowie in this one. No, no. This is going to be bands. And there's right, so many exactly. of them out there. It's really, it was kind of hard to narrow it down to four for me. Because mm-hmm. uh, I kept coming up with people and it was like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh. Yeah. And so for, for me, classic rock meant that they had to have rock that was played in either the late 60s or in the 70s. I just counted all of the 70s. Yeah. Um, but they count, so that was they what count I some of the 80s now. And well, I mean, even some of the yeah, 90s I mean, are getting played classic right 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 and i'm not and i'm not saying this is anything that anybody else should have held the standard to this is just what i held myself to okay i have standards sometimes believe it or not you do you have standards that's occasionally okay well (laughs) this is going to be a really crowded forehead man there's going to be like there's only four spots available but you know these are bands like the band logo up or something you know we're going to need the smoosh box from the letter people up there (laughs) the smoosh box (laughs) I thought you were going to go with a different way. Oh, how was I going to go? Mama's got a squeeze box. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Uh, What's your first one, sir? Oh, okay. Uh, You go, you go. Okay. Uh, So I'm just going to throw it out there. Sticks. 
You know, I, knew I always, you were put I always that. did like sticks. Um, band formed in 72 in Chicago. Uh, I mean, you know, just, you know, think about, you know, you had sticks, sticks two, um, crystal ball, the grand illusion, uh, pieces of eight, all those, you know, great ones, you know, songs like, uh, you know, blue collar man, renegade, babe, lady, um, Lorelei, um, just, um, great group. And they, uh, they transitioned on into the eighties as well. And, uh, they're still going strong. Uh, Dennis DeYoung's not with them anymore, but, uh, right. you know, Tommy Shaw's still with them. I mean, they have some of their original people and they, um, and I think they're, they're coming to the, uh, the amphitheater here in St. Louis coming up, uh, uh, the summer with, uh, REO Speedwagon. So that's nice. I'd be going to watch And it's always Riverport, no matter what the, it's a different name now, but it's always going to be Riverport. Yeah. I just call it the amphitheater now. Cause we, we still call it Breadco. We still call Panera Breadco here. Ah, uh, yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> Uh, so for a minute there, I was going to wonder, were they having trouble naming albums because, you know, sticks, sticks two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they knew how to name them. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. All right. So my first one is my favorite band of all time. Favorite rock band of all time. Aerosmith. Okay. You know, Steven Tyler, uh, Steve pa- or Steve Tyler, uh, Perry. What is Perry's first name? It's not Steve Perry. Cause that would be journey. So it's Joe Perry. So Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, Tom Hamilton, Brad Whitford, and Joey Kramer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they started uh, back in 1970, formed in Boston. Uh, of course, they're known for being tremendous drug addicts in the 70s. Yes. Like Steve Perry did all the drugs and then some. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, um, But they had a resurgence in the 80s thanks to uh, uh, Run DMC uh, with Walk This Way. But even before then, they had all the, you know, they had the great hits like Back in the Saddle, uh, Sweet Emotion, uh, Walk This Way, Toys in the Attic, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. They even made an uh, appearance on uh, the, the movie Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah, yeah. They they uh, played uh, Come Together. Yeah. Which is weird seeing Steven Tyler in that. And he's like wearing it. If, if I remember correctly, I may be remembering. He was wearing like a spandex unitard or something in it. He- been i don't know but that was the yeah, that could just be what he wore to the studio that day too though i mean let's be honest here um of course steve perry or steve perry <laughs> steve tyler uh kind of he's usually compared to to uh to the rolling stones to mick jagger because yeah. they got those lips they both got the big you know right the big exaggerated lips mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah, but in Aerosmith's, I guess signature is that Steven Tyler scream, which I'm not even going to try and do on here because I got to no, talk no. through the rest of the segment. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's that signature scream of his that he'll throw out there. Yeah. So Aerosmith's my 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 first band up there. Okay. Um, one that uh, comes to mind that needs to be put up there that uh, just a tremendous voice back in the day was you know Steve Perry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm talking about Journey. They were they of were formed back in 73, back in San Francisco. And they had former members of Santana and the Steve Miller Band. Uh, I mean, just, you know, don't stop believing. You know, they had uh, open arms. Uh, just a tremendous uh, band. 
and um, they had those great album covers too, you know, the escape mm-hmm. and, and, and all that stuff. And it was just uh, with that, I guess it was a um, uh, Egyptian scarab that they used. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so journey, journey, definitely, definitely goes on my list. And they've got that. And, you know, Steve Perry left the band and was it, I don't think it was due to disagreements. Didn't he have some health issues like with his hip and all that when he left? Yeah, there was something. I know he came out recently and, and you know, kind of, I, I don't know if there was a falling out or if it was a medical thing. I'd heard something about his voice. There was something with mm-hmm. his voice, but. Well, I, the guy that got singing now does a great job of sounding like him. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. They, they went through some years where. You know, they didn't sound like Journey really anymore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just reminds me of when uh, Genesis tried to, you know, when they went from uh, Peter Gabriel to Phil Collins, it was okay. But then when they went to the guy from Extreme, yeah, no, wait, that was like, was that no, that was that was uh, Van Halen that did that. Who did they? They went mm-hmm. to some, with somebody else, and it just was bad. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was Van Halen that went to the guy from Extreme. So yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, so my number two is the Eagles. Oh yeah, great group. Love the Eagles. They formed in 1971. Uh, former backup band for Linda Ronstadt, and just you know, so in the in the early 80s, you know, I didn't know Don Henley and Glenn Fry were members of the Eagles. I knew the Eagles existed, and I knew that Don Henley and uh, uh, Glenn Fry existed because you know the Heat is on 1985 Cardinals theme song sure and, sure and don henley you know all she wants to do is dance last worthless evening all that we knew that mm-hmm. uh, i didn't know who joe walsh was and now i'm glad i do because he's hilarious but uh <laughs> but then uh i guess it was it was before um hell freezes over album i've i figured oh, out yeah. that they were all in the same band but uh but yeah i didn't know that they were eagles and then when i put it all together i was like oh wow you would yeah. think, you know, I, you would think once I hear, you know, you hear Hotel California, well, that's Don Henley's voice, dude. <laughs> How did you not know? Mm. Or when you heard, uh, you know, Take It Easy, well, that's clearly Glenn Fry's voice, Sean. Why didn't you know that? Yes, yes. <laughs> they were but, yeah, an just, interesting group with that combination of uh, almost a Southern Rock California sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would almost call it Arizona Rock. I don't know what else to call yeah, it. I guess so, yeah. Um, but yeah, you got uh, Glenn Fry, as we already said, and, and Don Henley. But you also have, uh, you know, you got uh, what's his name, uh, Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh, yeah. And then hey, life's if you been go good oh, so far, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then if you go with the original crew, you have uh, Randy Meissner, and uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the high pitched uh, uh, singer they had before uh, before Timothy B. Schmidt. Yeah, well, that was Randy, wasn't it? Wasn't that Randy Meissner? I think it might have been. So yeah. um, then uh, Don Felder as the main lead guitarist to compliment. And then, you know, Randy left and Timothy B. Schmidt came in. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they just, they, they basically ruled the 70s with a whole bunch of songs. And then in 1980, they did the long run and said, you know what? We're done. Yeah. <laughs> We're and never going to tour that again. That was a group that, uh, you know, there was such great talent in that group that mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised they probably stayed together for so long. Yeah. And it was, it was Randy Meisner, uh, mm-hmm. who was the high pitched. Uh, he was also in Poco. That's how I figured it out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. 
Okay. Uh, my next one is uh, Ario Speedwagon. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I keep putting these years out there when they were formed because you said, you know, it classifies as classic rock that way. Well, again, just my my own thing, but... Yeah, so 1967 is when they they're formed in, in, in Champaign, Illinois. So they're... Local uh, group? Yeah, they've been around a while. They certainly came to St. Louis a lot. I saw them a couple times here. Uh, one time at the Keel Opera House, if that tells you how long ago that was. <laughs> the Opera House, wow. Yes. And, uh, you know, you know, High Infidelity was like the big super album that came out. Um, but, you know, with songs like Keep On Loving You, uh, Riding the Storm Out, uh, Can't Fight This Feeling. I mean, and, and they really became mainstream uh in the in the late 80s you know so they um uh, uh great great group uh kevin cronin of course you know mm -hmm. lead singer i remember seeing them there at the uh the opera house and they uh at one point i, had, I think there was a drum solo going on and all of a sudden cronin's mm -hmm. in the middle of the crowd <laughs> he's <laughs> just like, there what the heck <laughs> So. Just shaking hands, drinking somebody's beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one of the better album titles of all time, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Yes, definitely. That That is a, <laughs> a classic. <laughs> and of course, the song I always make the joke, it's the STD song. Caught it from a friend who, caught it from a friend who, caught it from another who'd been messing around. <laughs> heard it from a friend who, obviously. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then my uh, number three, Led Zeppelin. Okay. It's kind of a, that's kind of like a, well, of course, but you know. Um, so English rock band formed in 1968. Uh, obviously, Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, John Paul Jones, and John Bonham. Mm -hmm. um, of course, John Bonham is no longer with us, but. Right. Uh, just the way he could pound on those drums, though. Just like, man. Mm. He, just, he, he like, he murdered them, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I, how many drumsticks did he have to break in a session uh, you, or in a concert you'd have, to, uh, you'd have to wonder about that but you know just great songs like uh cashmere um you know stairway to heaven which you're not allowed to play in any guitar center apparently yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh black dog rock and roll the immigrant song and a lot of these you know you wouldn't know the title because they don't really say them like they don't ever say black dog and black dog. Right. But uh, then you get immigrant song. That's just the one. But they never say immigrant song in there. Come from the land of the ice and snow. Wait. Come from the land of the ice and snow. Something, something, something. The cool winds blow. I don't know. <laughs> it's the opening song in Thor Ragnarok, too. So right. if you don't. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, just classic band. You know, they, they basically were done by the mid-70s. Yeah. Uh, they took a hiatus from touring. Uh, John Bonham broke up, uh, died. He didn't break up. He died in 1980. So, really, you can't have Zeppelin after 80. So, it's been Page and Plant after that. And, yes, you got John Paul Jones. But mm -hmm. it's really just Page and Plant after that. Right. Hmm. Man. Uh, my, my last one is, this was tough. I mm -hmm. went with foreigner. 
Ah, uh, I can get on some Foreigner, yeah. Yeah, so they're a British-American rock band because had both in there. Uh, formed in New York City back in 1976. That's the spirit. And um, <laughs> God, yeah, it was formed by uh, uh, British guitarist and uh, songwriter Mick Jones and uh, fellow Britain ex-King Crimson member Ian McDonald. Lou Graham, of course, sang vocals for him. Uh, just Grant? Graham. Oh, oh, oh. Lou Graham. Say Lou Grant? No. Lou yeah. Grant sang? Lou Graham. Oh, wow. Lou Grant sang for him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Ed Asner was talented. He was. He was. Uh, you know, uh, feels like the first time, cold as ice, double vision, uh, head games, uh, just, um, um, just a great group, great sound. Um, they kind of um, just took off. Yeah, they did. And, you know, it, it, this is just going to make sense to you and I probably because I don't know how many people have seen this cartoon. But there was a cartoon that we used to see every once and again called Aqua Teen Hunger Force, <laughs> which is basically a happy meal that's sentient, if you think about it that way. It's the best, yes, about yes. the best way to do it. And they had this neighbor, Carl, next door. who was a stereotypical you know, New Jersey guy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, like I said, it's a happy meal that's sentient. These are aliens that are a fry, a shake, and a meatball, okay? So know that when you hear all this. They somehow come across these uh, goggles that are allowed that are that make people in. I don't even know how to describe it. Like if you said double vision, two people were going to show up. Right. And uh, so he's in the he's in the hot tub. He's in the pool. He wants to make a hot so He plays hot blood in and it boils up. And then he puts them on and all of a sudden his head turns into uh, connect four. Yeah. Oh, man, who set this thing to head games? <laughs> oh, man. By the way, if you want to see Aqua Teen Hunger Force, be forewarned. The guys are definitely on drugs when they wrote it. Here's a here's a warning to you. If you want to watch Aqua Team Hunger Force, don't watch. Don't watch Aqua Team <laughs> Hunger, Hunger Force. Force. <laughs> but if you do, just know. Maybe you might want to slip Gen Fizz. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right. Uh, so my last uh, my last group, Queen. Oh, yeah. And I know there's a bunch that we're missing with this, but Queen, I think, has to be on there. Yeah. Uh, they were just transformative throughout the time. Uh, progressive rock, hard rock, heavy metal. They played all that. Arena rock, pop rock, opera rock is how I would kind of classify that. Um, but, you know, everybody knows everything from them. You know, we will rock you. We are the champions. Another one bites the dust. Bohemian Rhapsody, Fat Bottom Girls, Bicycle. Just goes on and on and on. And they just, here's how, here's how you can tell a good band. Their, their lead singer was sick, Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. And he's just said, "Yeah, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep uh, recording. I'm gonna keep playing." Right. They lasted from 1968 until Freddie Mercury's death in 1992. Yeah, and now they're back out. Yeah, they're back out now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I remember when he died, they basically said, "No, there can there can be no other queen." You know. Yeah. But you got the resurgence with the band with the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, which I haven't and, seen. So I mean, yeah, I, I haven't seen it either. That. Yeah, I, I definitely need to watch that. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the Elton John movie. I've seen the um, Elton John movie. I haven't seen... Isn't there another one out now, too? I don't know if there's another one out there. It was straight know. out of Compton, but I don't think you wanted to see that one. Yeah, um, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that one, though. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Queen's got to be you know on that on there as well. You just, you just can't have a rock monument and not have Freddie Mercury's mustache visage 
not on it. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I know I, we, we I know we missed several. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink Floyd could be in there. Leonard Skinner could be in there. Yeah, I've got yeah Leonard Skinner on mine. Boston, Kansas, mm-hmm. ZZ Top. Ba-na, ba-na, Van Halen could have been in there. If you really want to get technical, you could almost throw Def Leppard in there. They started in like 1979. Yeah, you could. But um, yeah, there's there's so much. You know, Black Sabbath could yeah, be in Twisted there. Sister. Oh no, that's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you want to do with your life? <laughs> I want to rock. <laughs> uh, you said Boston. Uh, does Deep Purple count? I only know one song from them. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> They count as classic rock, but I don't think they go on the on the on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Pink I mean, Floyd should have. Yes, gone. I mean, yeah, we should have put Pink Floyd on there because the wall. Yeah. Well, we should have. <laughs> yeah, the wall. <laughs> right. I mean, so, Blue again, Oyster Cult. I mean, there's, yeah. There's there's, just, there's so many great groups wings. that are out there. Wings. The Beatles. Mm-hmm. Beatles would count. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Rolling I mean, Stones. I, yeah. Uh, the Who, I mean, we mentioned, you know, some of that. and Bad Company, yeah. I mean, there's so many. So, uh, obviously, we just named a bunch, but if you can think of any others that could replace who we have on the wall, hit us up, Usual Suspects, on uh, uh, Randomosity Pod on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Randomosity with Sean and Mark is being recorded for quality control. If anything quality happens, we'll make sure to control it. Hey Sean, I've got a, uh, a random recommendation. Okay, uh, it's it's for a podcast out there. Now I know we're going to be talking about the '80s in this segment, but uh, mm-hmm. I've been listening to these guys and uh, a pretty good show. Um, it's uh, it's it's called uh, the '70s Buzz. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, you know they spark memories and discussions of the '70s. They're two uh, lifelong friends. And they remember growing up in the 70s, and they always say, you know, that's the greatest decade known to man. Um, <laughs> and so far, this sounds kind of like us. I don't know. No, except for yeah. we don't just do the 70s. But uh, so, if, I mean, if you're looking for that kind of thing, they do talk about um, uh, music, pop culture, movies, TV shows, celebrities, and everyday life in the Midwest. I think they're down from down in Oklahoma. Okay. Is where they're out of and um a pretty good show uh you know it does remind me well somewhat of us i don't know maybe maybe just, so, not. just something around the eyes reminds us of us us yeah nope i'm sure about it we <laughs> like them. <Like> him. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i thought they're that uh the 70s buzz 70s buzz okay mm-hmm. uh, i've also got a uh re- random recommendation okay so um, there's uh, I, I I think we've talked about the Modern Rogue that uh, pot, that uh, YouTube show that I like to watch or yeah, kind of yeah, like Jackass yeah. Jackass meets MythBusters kind of thing. Uh, well, Brian Brushwood, one of those guys, he uh, has his own podcast called The World's Greatest Con, mm-hmm. and so season one was all about uh, Operation Mincemeat in World War II, um, which if you don't know, that's where they uh, planted false information on a dead British soldier and let uh, the Germans find it and it. Uh, help them win a battle. Oh, okay. It's actually a pretty huge battle. And, you know, 
Um, so, uh, it was it, the whole Operation Mincemeat actually led to James Bond because I think uh, Ian Fleming was involved in that somehow too. Um, but, uh, mm. but yeah. So, uh, but season two is going to be like a sort of uh, what do they call it when it, everything is not the same? Like all the creep shows were uh, since the stories weren't connected. What do they call that? Ensemble. It's not an ensemble. Um, but basically each each episode is going to be its own oh like a like, vi- vignette or something like that yeah okay. yeah so so yeah or not a vignette it's going to be its own separate entity it's not going to be connected to the one before it okay all right so yeah so the first one they had this week was on uh the uh game show 21 the scandal for that mm-hmm. yeah and so then uh the next one they didn't they haven't announced what the next one's going to be but it's real good i, I liked it i he goes into a lot of research on them. Gives a little bit of his own history on them too. It's it's great. So Brian Brushwood, uh, world's greatest con. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. And since you mentioned kind of on your podcast what they're talking about, so on their current episode of the seventies buzz, um, mm-hmm. they're doing forgotten sitcoms of the seventies. Oh, okay, that's yeah, cool. So you know, kind of digging through some some memories there and there were some shows that they mentioned i went oh man i forgot about that show some of them i didn't know at all but uh it was um it was pretty good so check them out and see how right, many yeah. of those sitcoms from the 70s you might remember anthology that was the word i was trying to think of anthology anthology okay. yeah okay perfect um now i forgot where i was oh, oh we're i know doing, yeah we're doing um the, the 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 topic thing yeah yeah the, the thing with the top i know you still got that creature in your head i know i know that's that creature from the opening still in your head i get it yeah. i totally do i thought we were done uh, i thought we were gonna go eat i didn't know yeah no. <laughs> no, so it's the five pop culture trends that help shape the 80s oh that's right because americans pop uh american popular culture in the 80s reflected uh larger social uh, political, technological, and media trends from the rapid spread of cable television to the cultural peak of suburban malls. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to take a look at those trends uh, that heavily shaped the me decade. All right. It's all about me. I want to talk about me. I want to talk about I. I want to talk about number one. Oh, wait. No, that's Toby Keith. Okay. <laughs> you know, we saw, you know, as far as... Um, uh, dressing. I mean, you had the women's power dressing going on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you had the shoulder pads, uh, mm-hmm. the oversized double-breasted suits, uh, floppy silk ties. Um, you know, I mean, you, you take a look at pictures of like uh, Princess Diana from the time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, she certainly did that. Why did we need like, why did they need padded shoulders? Ah uh, man, I'm not sure. You know why blonde? This is a visual joke, so I don't know why. It's... You know why blondes need them, right? No, why? I don't know. <laughs> it was a visual joke. Yeah, it's he a bounced, visual, but yeah, bounced his head back and forth. Yeah, on the shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Michelle, that one was for you, little sister. She's blonde. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like even for even even Nancy Reagan wore that, and mm-hmm. you know those shoulder pads, they could have like blocked for you know Walter Payton with those things. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I don't know. I think they should bring them back. What do you think? Uh, I mean, maybe. Um, I, I mean, I guess it did give them a more powerful look, which 
coming out of the 70s into the 80s, you know, women's uh, lib was uh, on its way up. And so mm -hmm. to kind of make themselves feel more powerful, I could, I could see that being a thing. Yeah. And it was the 80s, and weird things happened in the 80s with fashion. Well, yeah, I mean, so. you, you were seeing a lot more, uh, you know, uh, well, like shows like Dynasty was out, you know, mm -hmm. Moonlighting. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, movie Working Girl. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it, 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 and, and we saw a lot more uh, women in those, uh, in the labor force as far as, mm -hmm. you know, in those powerful roles and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I think they wanted to dress the part. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just a lot more business suits in the, in the, in the sitcoms and in the real world back then. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, looking at a stat here, this all came during the decade when the women's participation in the labor force deeply increased. Uh, and uh, what else does it say here? Americans watch glass ceiling shatter across the political spectrum. Uh, in 81, you have Sandra Day O'Connor beginning her appointment as the first woman on the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. uh, three years later, Geraldine Ferraro became the first woman vice presidential candidate. Mm -hmm. uh, Walter Mondale, right? Um, yeah, I believe so. How did I remember that? Um, Sally Ride, first American woman into space, Oprah Winfrey starting her show around then. So just all around a good power, a good decade for powerful women. And, oh yeah. And the, and the dressing is, is part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well padded shoulders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about, uh, some, well, other things that were trendy back then, as far as fashion goes. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, uh, a lot of neon colors going on. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you you were not hiding well in the eighties. Yeah, you had you had the 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 preppy look for some people. You know, the, the little thin ties for the guys. Sweater hung around the neck. Yeah, sweater hung around. The Seventeen neck. collars. Yeah, uh, all popped. <laughs> that's right. Jams, jams were huge. Jams, yeah. Uh, tight rolling towards the end of the decade was starting to come in. Right, uh, yeah. And so it's then, on your stonewashed jeans. Yeah, members-only jackets. There's no members left, is there? There are no members left. I don't think you can get one of those anymore. <laughs> Will the last uh, member leaving turn out the lights? Yeah. <laughs> was that a club or something? I don't know. I never had, sure. a, I never had a members-only jacket, so. Yeah, I'm not know. sure. Hmm. <laughs> all right so let's uh move on to uh maybe like entertainment food fun stuff like that mm -hmm. some of the things we saw because video games were huge back then oh yeah and and pizza was huge back then mm -hmm. and where could you go to play video games and eat food now there was a couple places mm -hmm. but i'm thinking of one and that was yeah. of course uh chuck e cheese and then uh, also showbiz. It, it was showbiz out here. Showbiz. It was showbiz first. Yeah. Turned into Chuck E. Cheese. Mm -hmm. But it was pretty much the same. Characters. It's the same concept. Yeah. yeah. Same character. Same creepy rock a rock and roll band on stage. The uh, <laughs> uh, what was their name? I always know their name, and I can't think of it now. Uh, uh, rock of Fire. Rock of Fire band. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And then I was thinking if you wanted, also that we mentioned the malls. So, mm -hmm. you know, yes. of course you could go to the arcade and play video games and go to the food mm -hmm. court and eat, you know, uh, Sabaro's pizza. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, Panda Express, Annie Ann's pretzels. Mm, mm -hmm. Annie Ann's. Was Panda Express there at the time in the 80s? I, in the 80s, I think it was just in the malls. Yeah. Okay. 
it didn't really creep out of into their own stores until till basically till mall started to collapse. Mm-hmm. No, I remember I remember Panda Expresses back in the in the mall. Okay. Um, Orange Julius may have been a little later. No, I think Orange Julius was around <laughs> in the eighties. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but man, in the heyday at the mall, I mean, I ne- as I got older, I started to really detest malls. But as a kid, there's nothing better than you know catching a ride to the mall, like you said, hitting the. Uh, food the court mm-hmm. the arcade food court and then uh you know hitting uh let's see by the time i was going to the mall we were probably going to hot topic uh claire's boutique to get hacky sacks mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> yeah what was the one place in the mall um well Lens castle before, was before, before 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 hot topic mm-hmm. uh, man spencer's. what was the name spencer's spencer's mm-hmm. yeah that yeah, was course, another place we'd go yeah the record stores there too Oh yeah, you know, well every every mall had a record store. Even in two thousand, I think they still yeah. had record stores. Just because you had like uh, you know Musicland, Camelot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all you remember when good. they had? You remember when they had in store Walgreens's and other stores I, like that? I do remember mall? that. I do remember one that had a Woolworths in it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but you could get anything at the mall. You now could. they're not. You they're not it. quite the same anymore. Well, they're not really around anymore. The The only mall around here anymore is like the Galleria. And then if you go into St. Charles County, Mid Rivers Mall. Yeah. Uh, South County Mall is still a thing here in South County Mall, uh, West County Mall. Oh, yeah, the West County Mall. Yeah, I guess yeah. that. Uh, but, I mean, they're just not the same as they no. used to be. But it was a they're different more... decade. Yeah, they're more niche now than, uh, than like... Uh, like most malls, you could pretty much go to the same store if you went to, like, if you went to Northwest Plaza, it was mostly going to be the same stores that you saw at uh, Jamestown Mall out here. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and same thing you'd see at Mid Rivers Mall. And then movie theater attached to each of them, too. Well, you know, we, we see this trend, you know, that mm-hmm. happened. You know, we went from kind of the strip mall, which was all outside, right? It was just a big line of stores. Mm-hmm. And so you were outside. Then they moved to the indoor mall. And now yeah. we've moved back to the outdoor to the strip mall, mall again. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, they're, it, they're set up a little differently now. Uh, but but still, it's that same concept. Now we're outside again. Oh, that's great. When it mm-hmm. rains, you get wet. Yeah. It's snowing. <laughs> then, they'll bring, you know? <laughs> then they'll bring them back inside and the vicious cycle will start all over again. That's right. Uh, we can't talk about the 80s without talking about music. My MTV. That's right, 1981. And you remember the first song they played on MTV, don't you, Sean? The Buggles. Yes. Video, Video killed the radio. Killed the radio star. star. Yeah. And uh, 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 yeah, it was a 24 the, hour know, music it, channel. And it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't even play music on MTV anymore, do they? No, it's all music, just like television, not music at all. Is VH1 even still a thing? I don't even know. I don't know if that is out there anymore or not. That was like the the uh, you know parents version of MTV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and you know I, I, the the song's concept uh, that video killed the radio star. I'm, I'm not sure mm-hmm. exactly foretold the future, but it certainly ch- changed the way that we viewed musical artists because we oh, actually yeah. got to see them. And I remember spending hours watching music videos and Mm -hmm. just, I mean, the music from that time, I mean, you had that, and it was 24 hours of music. You could tune in at any time and, and catch, you know, uh, the great tunes that were there. Plus, Mm -hmm. uh, see the video that went along with them. 
And mm-hmm. some of them were pretty elaborate and some of them were just them performing. So yeah. can you remember any of the VJs names? They were called VJs because video jockeys. Right. Um, man. Uh, um, there was uh, Kurt Loader. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Some black. Um, yeah. I don't remember that one, but I remember downtown Julie Brown. Downtown Julie Brown. Um, there was. Um, man, I'm, I'm trying to I'm think of them. Yeah. Bring up a list. Because I'm cheating. Uh, as soon as so you say them, it's going to be. Oh, yeah. They have okay. <laughs> Wikipedia has a list of current VJs. That's mm-hmm. just basically. Uh, so uh, Allison Stewart. I remember her. Okay. Uh, they had a Dr. Dre, which was not the rapper, but he was he did uh, the UMTV raps. I'm looking for the one you said with the last name Black, and I haven't found it yet. Yeah, I um, was... Polly Shore. He got his start there, and God, that they sh- the uh, weasel they brought, that, <laughs> they brought that plague upon the world. Uh, Kennedy was a VJ on there. Yeah, uh, I'm not seeing the person. Nina name. Nina Blackwell was that one of them? Uh, Nina Blackwell. Let me find out. Maybe that's uh, yeah, Blackwood, 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 Nina Blackwood, yeah, yeah, and then of course, also you had uh, Carson Daly was on there, and Colin Quinn at one point was on there, right, right. Ooh, and Daisy Fuentes, I almost forgot about Daisy Fuentes. <laughs> Ooh, I'm glad I remembered about Daisy Fuentes. I know there was anyway. a couple. There was a couple in the very beginning. I just I don't remember them. Uh, but you know, we we think about um the, the music from that time. I mean, you had Prince, Michael Jackson was, was of course huge. Mm-hmm. Um. Was that music awards? He first moonwalked across the stage. Yep. And, and then people, I forget when he set his head on fire, but yeah. Yeah. People went nuts over that. Not him setting his head on fire, but. Right. The, the moonwalk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Cindy Lauper, Boy George. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. And then, of course, we had like some almost like short film videos that came out. Oh, yeah. Videos. I mean, like well, thriller, thriller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Uh, it, it had it had a great you know little story that went with it, and then of course the music, uh, and then uh, yeah, like you said, you said uh, Yo MTV Raps was on there. That didn't come out until like '88 though, uh, right? But that that brought hip hop culture into the mainstream. Um, then they had the uh, the annual Video Music Awards that started in '84, and uh, just I mean. You know, you had Madonna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a virgin. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, launching her career. I think she had some other ones, though, too. Holiday and all that oh, stuff. She, before, Ma- I mean, yeah, before, Madonna. I mean, in the beginning, I'm talking I was about. Saying, yeah, Madonna, she, she had a couple hits. Just yeah, a few. Couple, couple hits, yeah. <laughs> all right. And I think we got time for one more, uh, one more pop culture reference. The toy crazes that started in the 80s. Mm-hmm. The Cabbage Patch Kid riots. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. I was actually uh, just starting out going to work mm-hmm. when all that hit, and I worked at a store called Venture, and it was Christmas time, and they said, oh, yeah, you're going to be in the toy department. That was a disaster. And that's why night. you have no hair. That's why you have no hair that's, now. That's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, you, so you had the Cabbage Patch Kids, the Transformers almost started a riot as well. Yeah. Uh, there was a rush on them. Teddy Ruxpin, the Rubik's Cube, they oh all sold gosh. out in their debut year. And, of course, if you had a Teddy Ruxpin and you weren't putting a heavy metal album in there, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> That's you, funny. Oh, man. I, am, I wish I would have had a George Carlin tape when I had a Teddy Ruxpin. Oh, my gosh. That would have just been hilarious. George Carlin. 
put Robin Williams in there. (laughs) Richard Pryor. Yeah. Oh, that would be bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Freaky Um, dicky. Anyway. (laughs) I mean, but yeah, I mean, some of the, uh, you know, the, the toy trends that were out there and just the Rubik's Cube brought out it ended up with a cartoon there's a cartoon for a rubik's cube Hmm. that's how much that took over the world oh yeah i mean the rubik's cube could talk if you've solved the puzzle i remember watching that hmm. yeah the 80s were a great time and i know we didn't we we don't get to spend a whole lot of time here on it but we Mm -hmm. want to spend a little bit of time and kind of uh talk about it and i think maybe we, we should do some more shows about stuff from the 70s and the 80s and yeah. um and and just kind of do you know well. you know what's you know it's kind of sad for us though mark what's that we're we're in the uh, age now where the 90s is the uh hot retro one now well i know but that's how it always works isn't it because like when we were growing up remember the the 50s some came of the back right yeah, yeah. sort of came back and uh bell bottoms came back when i was in high school for the 60s yeah so it was like it, it's kind of like this vicious cycle you know, like we were talking about the malls, inside, mm-hmm. outside. And oh, man. So does that mean it, in like 30 years the man bun's going to be back in fashion? Um, it's never going to be back in fashion with me, so it, there you go. It, well, I mean, you know, you'd, <laughs> you'd have to glue it to your head. Um, the mullet's kind of done that, too. So Yeah, the mullet is back right now, actually. Yeah. I, I've seen several people with mullets, and it's mm-hmm. it's amazing. Uh, so if you've got any pop culture references that you'd like us to talk about, go ahead and hit us up on the uh, Usual Suspects. Randomosity Pod, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, so that's going to pretty much wrap up the program. You know, we were just talking about all these comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe next week we could talk about uh, comedians. Oh, yeah, I think that'd be great. Yeah, like the stand-up guys, I guess. Yeah, the stand-up comedians, and then another time we can do just comedic actors. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a that's a plan. I think that'll be fun. So let's uh, let's plan on doing doing that next week. All right, all right, sounds good. And then uh, I think we're going to have a visitor in the studio next week, aren't we? Uh, yes, we are. Our local wizard is coming into the studio and uh, we're going to have a, a, his own segment. And uh, that's, of course, we, we finally found out his name. It's 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 Martini the Magnificent. <laughs> so that, sh- that should be a lot of fun. Uh, have we ever met him in person yet? I haven't. Have you met him in person yet? We've never really met him. I wonder what he's going to look like. I'm frightened. Yeah, I, it's kind of scary. But we'll, we'll I mean, see he's happens. a local wizard, but does he still have like the Merlin hat and robe and everything? No, I, think, just... I, I think so. I would imagine I, so. Or does he look like Gandalf? You know, Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he looks like Merlin from uh, Excalibur. That movie, you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got that like chrome plate on his head, and I don't know. <laughs> Well, he has that, but that's from an accident. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, from an accident. They've had nah. to replace it with a paper plate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so stay tuned for that next week, and uh, we'll be back then again. Comedians and the uh, local wizard. We'll see if he makes us do any. Uh, he's not going to make us do any of those weird. Uh, you know, we have to make a choice to, to get this power or whatever. Do we? <laughs> yeah, to make a choice. One of you lives, and one of you dies. <laughs> well, that's that got dark quick. I just yeah. meant like you know, you you get five thousand dollars, but you have to wear you know a red cape for the week or something like that. That's usually what he does. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to have the five thousand dollars. That's like losing money. You know? Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, so that's up for next week. So until then, have a, have a uh, random week, everybody. Later. Hey, thanks for listening to Randomosity with Sean and Mark. Keep up with the guys by checking them out on social media at Randomosity Pod for Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Your support helps the show grow. And as always, remember, these guys are idiots. What do they know? Uh, you know, guys, I'm still that 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 thing from the beginning. I'm still traumatized. I can't believe that what that thing looked like. Well, I know that was that was pretty scary. I know, I know, I know. Dave, you wet your pants a little bit. I almost did seeing it. Yeah, it was it was it was just something out of the I don't know. It was out of the twilight zone for. So so how how do how do we get over this, guys? I don't I don't. We gotta gotta get that out of our head. Yeah, well, I, I mean, think so. I mean, you think if we if we look at it again and just kind of desensitize ourselves to it, do you think that'll work? Oh, yeah, you know, that might work, Sean. That might work. All right, all right. I'm going to bring it up on the big screen here. You guys ready? Sure, yeah. All right, three. Oh, go ahead. Three, two, one. Oh, ah! my God!